Welcome to the Celtics Reddit podcast, Ben Vallis here, or as I go by on Celtics Reddit, Brutal Gash. And what you're hearing right now is a beat cut together by Reddit user Jazz McIntyre to celebrate the Celtics drafting one of the most memeable, internet-friendly players possibly ever. More of that to come. And in the meantime, go and follow Jazz McIntyre, the beatmaker, on Twitter at LobsterBakes. Now, we actually recorded this episode last night, and since then, some rather spicy Kemba Walker-related news has surfaced, and I want to get to that very quickly, and then we'll cut back over to last night's recording. So, six hours ago, Celtics Reddit user Flaky Scholar posted a Mark Stein tweet to the sub which said, the Celtics, I'm told, are emerging as stealth suitor, a stealth suitor, for Hornets free agent Kemba Walker. And Stein later tweeted, basically, forget about the stealth element. The Celta openly gunning for Kemba Walker. So <laughs> what do we think of this? I think personally, if you can lock down prime Kemba Walker for four years, just just do it, right? He'd be turning 33 as he comes out of that contract. We just saw Kyle Lowry have a great run at that age. You just do it. Like... We had a pretty decent run with, with Kyrie Irving and his skill set. And, and the main issue there seemed to be some chemistry issues, some personality issues. Kemba Walker's personality compared to Kyrie Irving uh, is a known plus, I suppose, like comparatively. Um, by all accounts, Kemba Walker is a better dude than Kyrie and, and more agreeable and easy to get along with. Um, he's not had the, the best roster behind him there um, in Charlotte. He's had a few different coaches that I personally don't think compare at all to, to Brad Stevens. So it would be interesting to see Kemba Walker in this situation. I, I suppose the main call out there is whether or not that's wise spending of the Celtics cap space, given the, the new sort of retooling direction that we're going in. If you're concerned about cap space, I guess Hayward only has two years left on that max contract of his. Uh, and of course, we can go over the cap to re-sign Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't panic in that sense in terms of it causing issues, keeping some of our, our young bucks there. Celtics Reddit user long ago, far away, writes in regards to Kemba, a better person, better character, and more guts than Kyrie. And I'm reading out some of these comments because it is quite a divisive topic on Celtics Reddit currently as to whether or not we should we should go all in for for Kemba Walker there. User Phantom255X writes, I'd rather sign D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell, and then sign one or two decent centers. Signing Kemba basically takes up our entire remaining cap space, and we still have a dire need at the power forward and center spots, plus Russell is younger. Um, I, I like the idea of D'Angelo Russell. My concern there is because he's so young that we could have some of those, those Kyrie-ish issues in terms of um, distributing um, shots and, and shot selection and touches and possessions and things like that. I think that D'Lo probably thinks somewhat rightfully so that he's this upcoming star and is maybe deserving of, of more of a role. Whereas Kemba 
has lost year after year after year being the guy and might be ready not to draw too much of a comparison, but just like when our big three came together in, in 08, those guys were ready to sort of all hop in the back seat and, and drive together, so to speak. Campbell Walker might be at that point in his career, whereas D'Lo is still quite young um, and it might be difficult for him along with our other young guys to, to find um, a right balance there in terms of an ecosystem. Um, another Celtics Reddit user, L Tweet, writes, I'm not sure why anybody wants this. We'd still be the fourth or fifth best team in the East while paying Kemba upwards of 35 mil per year for the next four or five years, not to mention our roster would be stuck uh, as it is for some time. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good point. It's it's definitely a gamble. It is interesting that Kemba Walker, he would only be 33 coming off, off that contract, which isn't really that old. Um, sure, he does rely somewhat on his athleticism, but there's quite a lot of other elements to his game that, that make him pretty decent and you know if that's a free agent if that's a high high caliber he's kind of in that sort of tier two obviously he's not in that lebron durant sort of realm but he's definitely a tier two free agent and if he's someone that we can entice given i know it's a, another divisive subject but maybe some of the poor optics around danny ainge and the celtics recently if we can entice that free agent to come and sign with us i think that's um us moving into a more positive direction and maybe we can root ourselves of some of the demons from from the past season or so um, you know, Gordon Hayward's going to be hopefully a lot better this season coming off you know the two-year mark of that injury. Uh, Jalen's going into year four. Tatum's going into year three. Um, a pairing of Kemba Walker with that team. The only issue there, which someone called out, is surrounding them with some decent big men, uh, which we could address with the MLE. I think Dwayne Dedman is, is potentially, an, potentially an option there. Um, he's got a bit of an outside shot, so it would fit into that Brad Stevens-style offense. Um and then perhaps we can we can pepper a few other um, lesser-known big men uh, with the vet minimum. Obviously, any big in that scenario isn't going to be a focal point of our offense, but really we just need some rim protection, some passing, and uh, someone crashing the boards there. So it's exciting. I mean, wasn't expecting this at all. On the sub, really since the beginning of the offseason, people would be posting, just like we've seen the, the litany of D'Angelo Russell posts. Uh, at first, there were quite a few Kemba Walker posts, and they were kind of laughed at at first, almost rightfully so, given that there was no chance that we were going to have cap space to, to do that, to make that pursuit. And here we are, the news has come out from a reputable source in Mark Stein, and now it's a real possibility. So, interesting stuff. Anyway, look, some interesting news there. I would advise not to get your hopes up too much. There's every chance that Kemba just re-signs with the Hornets uh, there, which he's already expressed interest in doing. But there's plenty of more draft and free agency talk to come. And for that, we're going to cut back to the rest of the show that we recorded just last night. Cheers. Coming up on the show, the Celtics walk away from the draft with strong vibes all around. Some spicy new prospects, which we'll get to in just a moment. We've got impending free agency to talk about. And of course, a little later, the Celtics read a recap. Joining us as always to shoot the breeze, Jackson, aka Rickman Lives. Jackson, how's things, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm very happy with our uh, our new additions, and I mean, there's a fifth guy too that I think we've mentioned that we will um, very shortly. The uh, I think we all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, rhymes with a certain Mexican food, if, uh, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, I, be- I believe I, be- I believe it's Mexican. That kind of cuisine you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> do, do we want to start with with uh, Taco Fall? Um, we can go there. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Get it out of the way. 
Um, yeah, well, he's what? He's just summer league contract, isn't he? Or what's the what's the go? Well, anyone drafted in the second round or um, not drafted in any round, as is the case with Taco Fall, um, they don't have yeah. a guaranteed contract. So I think at any point we can, like there's no cap hold, we can say like, uh, actually, you, you're you not what we thought you were. See you later. Or you are what we thought you were. It may be the case with Taco Fall. Here's um, some more money, yeah. yeah. Okay, I get you. Yeah. So um, he'll, pr- he'll play in summer league. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I hope he plays again because anyone that's just freakishly anything, and in his case, he's freakishly tall and lanky. Um, like you kind of want to see that out there, sort of like Boban vibes. Um, mm. But I don't know. Like, are you are you expecting anything from from Taco Fall? I can't believe we're starting with Taco Fall. <laughs> <laughs> he's the he's the fall guy, huh? huh? Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, um, I don't know. He's, he's got the best meme potential, I guess. Yeah. I mean, he was, he's 7'6 seven, or 7'7. Seven, seven. Any, seven anything is huge, and he's got 7 what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's absurd. So, um, I'm Googling it right yeah, now. I, I, yeah, I would love to. I would. I really does. I really do hope he turns out. I've I've watched some highlights of him. I think everyone's seen the the, the highlights that he had going up against Zion Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, impressive, but he looks very very slow. Very. It's it's like it's like his his height is almost to almost to his disadvantage in terms of his mobility. But then again, I guess that's a that's a common thing for most big guys. So yeah, I'm not expecting a lot out of him. But I mean, if we can just get a few good performances, I'd love to see him get through summer league, like prove it enough to 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 keep himself on. I mean, I. I as far as like him getting minutes and being like NBA standard is concerned, based on what I've seen and my expert opinion watching on YouTube in Australia, no, I, I think um, I think it's going to be a fun couple summer league games, but that probably is going to be it. Yeah. So the the four guys actually drafted by the Celtics: Romeo Langford, which like my wife is a as a teacher at a at a private school. That, <laughs> that, <laughs> she, that, she likes Romeo Langford. It's such a preppy yeah. like private school name. Grant Williams, which Actually, all of Carson Edwards, Tremont Waters, all of these are kind of these regal, like yeah. They could. I was think they could all help a thinking, law firm. Sorry, go on. I was thinking the last. I was thinking the last names are all very you know um, <laughs> standard. I guess you could say preppy is probably the right the right adjective. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like the the vibe from these guys so far is that they all like they all had like a, a I guess like a WhatsApp group or a, a FaceTime thing happening like right away as soon as they arrived in Boston. Um, they're talking about, I guess this is prompted by Grant Williams, but like getting together to, to play games or like playing multiplayer games or whatever mm. young people do these days. But the isn't Grant Williams playing like <laughs> some, I, I can't even remember what yeah, it is. I was going to say it was like Baccarat or something, but that's not it. Settlers it's... of Catan, which is Settlers of Catan, which is like an old school board game, but it's on the Nintendo Switch now. So he's like, he's bringing a new sort of vibe to it. But um, I see, I see. I, I pictured him with like being the old school, like, you know, Dyson board and table sort of setup, but the switch probably makes more yeah, sense. Yeah, no, and I think he swings that way as well by the sound of it. He's, a, oh, he's an all out sort of nerd. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I want to start with Romeo Langford and we'll just kind of go like chronologically or, or whatever in, in order of the draft. But um, have you had much of a chance to to check this guy out? I purely because he was the highest pick, I watched the most highlights of him yeah. and I watched the most sort of breakdown of him. So I feel like I'm I'm a I'm a hundred percent, you know, expert in all things Romeo Langford. <laughs> so and athleticism, shot creation, all outstanding. Like a, a lot of potential there. And I mean, we would 
we're going to need to replace Kyrie Irving scoring somehow. I'm not saying that it's going to be all Romeo <laughs> uh, carrying the the weight, but I mean, as far as someone who's who's good at getting the shot, you know, that's um that's positive, absolutely. Um, he does seem a bit lethargic on defense, and there's a lot of like effort things that seem to be. Um, uh, weighing his game down but the big thing I think everyone's talking about is his thumb has supposedly been injured all year and that may have had some impact on his ability to someone say he's underperforming in his year in uh, college and uh, maybe that's why he fell to 14 so yeah. hopefully if, if that thumb injury is what was hampering him then um, fully healthy he should uh, make an impression yeah yeah I hope so um, I'm just going to throw straight there's a, a draft thread um, that came out, I guess it was like a post-draft reaction thread on Celtics Reddit and a user, Rose of Stardust, um, posted the following. He said, great, great job by Danny to use this draft to, to do a few different things. Number one, address team weaknesses uh, in, in free throw shooting in this case. Number two, realize the Sixers made a promise to draft Thibel. I forget his first name. <laughs> I should have written that down. Um, <laughs> what does Danny do? Draft Thibel with our pick, call up the Sixers and pick up some assets. And with the first round pick we got from the Sixers, which was the 24th pick, Danny was able to attach it to Baines and trade him away to the Suns, who were panicking at the point guard position, um, and trade the pick and Baines to open up even more cap space and receive another first round pick in return next year. So the count there is three first round picks for next year, just like Standard this year. Standard move. Yeah, yep. cl- classic Danny. <laughs> Um, number four, drafted tough, higher-character guys in Williams and Edwards. And number five, he says, personally not a huge fan of Langford, but he has the tools to grow into something special. 6'6", with a 6'11", wingspan. Perhaps the thumb injury was a factor in his less-than-stellar college career. I'm paraphrasing mm. him there at the end. But I, okay. I kind of hope that's a thing. I mean, I watched uh, quite a lot of his highlights, and I, I tried to watch um, like game footage as well because the highlights obviously are like quite a favor of, of the subject. Um, and he did definitely, he certainly had stretches of, of like quite poor shooting. Um, but then with the caveat being that, you know, perhaps there was a thumb injury that was contributing to that. Hopefully mm. maybe he ends up being a guy that like weirdly slipped in the, in the draft and, and age was fortunate enough to pick him up. Um, he certainly looks the part, I don't know, like I don't watch a lot of college ball, but he, he has, it's such a cliche, but he, he has the tools. Like he's a big dude. Uh, he yeah. seems like a high upside. <laughs> yeah. All those things. Um, he's a gamer. Um, but he just like, he, um, I don't know. He just, he just seems like he could be a, a high caliber Brad Stevens player in that like he can handle the ball. He's a playmaker and he can defend like he's kind of switchable in that sense because of his height and his wingspan. Um, so yeah, something to be hopeful there. Uh, Grant Williams. So we talked about Settlers of Catan. Uh, this is the guy that I was talking about in terms of the most internet-friendly like player of all time. Potentially, are you up on that, Jackson? Are you? Yeah, so memeable yeah. already. Like it's just it's Big amazing. Time. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's almost above memes. To be perfectly honest, he seems Transcends just like a. Re- yeah, yeah. It, 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 everything that's come out of his mouth so far has just been, you know, excellent. As far as I'm concerned, he's very well spoken. He says the right things. Um, much has been made of his his background, given that his mother works for NASA, which has um, has created one of the greatest uh, potential uh, <laughs> front court <laughs> nicknames of all time. Ben, would you like to uh, do the honors? I think everyone's caught onto it by now, but we, we we thought of this about five minutes after it happened on draft day, didn't we? <laughs> the space time continuum. <laughs> Bam. 
Space time continuum. You've got Time Lord, whose last name is also Williams, <laughs> and Grant, whose last name is also Williams, who's uh, the spaceman. So yeah, space time, space time continuum just kind of worked, didn't it? Yeah, I. Someone will make that T-shirt. Someone more artistically inclined than me and i'll be in line to order it on probably a back order i imagine it'll be so popular um i heard like an alternate nickname for grant williams was the on time lord (laughs) given that he (laughs) arrived um for his like phone meeting or whatever after being drafted early like the complete opposite of uh of the time lord there so yeah interesting what if they're like what if they're like twins but like the total like opposite twins you know how like one's they all have like opposite personality traits but they're, they're still the same person i mean they've got the same last name right so they have to be sure yeah i mean it wouldn't surprise me and um i don't know i was gonna go into some spiel about nasa creating clones but well, it's not it's not within scope of this podcast. Um, as a, a Celtics Reddit user, the Yellow Chicken made a post, um, a highly heavily upvoted Celtics Reddit post. There is a strong possibility that Grant Williams frequents this subreddit. He goes on to say, in my opinion, uh, since he considers considers himself a nerd and loves video games, science, etc., there is a good chance that he also uses Reddit. Hopefully, he has seen us all. Um, return all the love that he's provided so far, blah, 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 blah. Hope he does well, etc. Hope he's a rich man's Draymond. Um, and then, like, someone went through the post and, like, gilded and gave Reddit silver to, uh, like, almost everyone. A lot of the people who commented on that post. So there's this sort of um, sub-theory that uh, Grant Williams has gone on there with, like, his new NBA money and, like, gilded all the <laughs> all the commenters in their thread. So, very <laughs> spicy. <laughs> That'd be super cool if it was the fact. I, I, I'm, I'm almost thinking it's probably someone else pretending to be Grant Williams anonymously, giving up all this money, probably spending like hundred of dollars of their own money just, just for the lols. But I mean, it could be him. It could be him. That would be, it would be far better and far less sad. Yeah, I think, if it actually was him. <laughs> it's probably Joe, who, by the way, he couldn't join us tonight. He's, uh, he's not feeling too well, unfortunately. But um, he's broke now. <laughs> yeah, can't afford the <laughs> internet. Couldn't, couldn't afford the internet connection. <laughs> yeah, those New Zealand prices. I, I think he's off to learn the ins and outs of. Uh, playing Settlers of Catan so we can connect with our, our new uh, draft pick there, Grant Williams. Um, <laughs> another thing that Grant Williams said, uh, I was listening to the Celtics Talk podcast and um, uh, I always forget the, the guy's name. It's like a, well, <laughs> it's a well-known Celtics journalist who is not like super liked, but he's got a popular name. But anyway, that, that guy <laughs> was interviewing Grant Williams and he was talking about the process of like choosing his number and, in joining the Celtics. Um and obviously, the, the common the common response there is that most of the numbers in in Celtics land are taken because they're retired. And I, I think that there's like this holding period as well with like numbers like number five for KG and number four for Isaiah Thomas. They're not retired, but like people don't go and choose those numbers right away. Like there's there's obviously this sort of holding period there, which makes it more difficult. And he said he chose uh, number forty for now. And he cited Sean Kemp as the inspiration for for mm. that choice, which is nice. like a spicy like reach. And that would be like you or I making like a 70s reference because he's like quite young. So like this deep 90s reference is it's kind of like it's like he's a well-schooled NBA fan in that sense. I thought that was pretty respectable. Yeah, Sean Kemp's a good shout out. That's um, that's a, that's a good character to um aspire to, definitely. Yeah, the um, the, the number man. things, the yeah, every time the um, the number things fascinating, man. I mean, like this could be an unpopular opinion. Maybe I've said this on the podcast before. I think we have too many retired numbers. Yeah, I just think I I just I just think when you 
I'll make this quick. I think you, each club should have like a special tier of like real immortals. And I think in the Celtics case, it's probably the exception because we have so many, maybe the Lakers as well. But I think, I think there should be a little bit more freedom with some of these numbers because um, I mean, it doesn't really matter, does it? But it's nice to have a cool, slick, like sexy number, like a six or a five or something like that, rather than like yeah. 51 you know, ba- Paul Baines was what was it, forty six? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is an awkward pairing of, of numbers together. I think so. But anyway, beside the point. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sean Camp. I hope Grant Williams is Sean Camp, or even like, geez, half of a Sean Camp. I'll be very happy. Yeah, I'll take half a Sean Camp. I, they probably with the number uh, retiring situation, they they should have you know how like music copyright uh, after like seventy years or whatever it is that the yeah. copyrights re- relax a little bit. They should have a similar thing with the numbers, where like once. Like Bob Cousy's number has been retired for like a hundred years or something, it becomes unretired and, and like goes back into the pool of available numbers. Otherwise, a hundred. I think a hundred years is a great, a great idea. Yeah, it's probably too long, but you know, all respect to Bob Cousy, but it's just getting ridiculous <laughs> at some point. Otherwise, like four-digit numbers, you get to you get drafted and you get to become like. I don't know, number a thousand <laughs> or something. <laughs> true, true. Or we could like we could j- jump into other alphabet. Is there other numerical <laughs> alphabets out there? Are there? Uh, I've no idea. I don't know, like Greek. Greek, oh, that's, an al- that's an alphabet. I don't know, well, whatever. A symbol that you can refer to. It's really just so the referee can identify the player. We'll all be, emo- we'll all be emojis in like <laughs> yeah. 2045. Yeah. Yeah. Personal foul on on Grimmer's face. A winking smiley face. <laughs> yeah. On LMFAO face. Oh, Jesus. Uh, um, Carson Edwards. Um, so I had, a, I had a question written down for you later, Jackson, but I'm, I'm just going to lead the Carson Edwards talk with this. Who... Is likely to be a rotation player this year. Who's likely to be like the most immediate contributor? I I feel like the answer to that is Carson Edwards. Uh, agree? Disagree? What are you, What are your thoughts there? Um, I don't know nothing about Carson Edwards. What is he? <laughs> so Carson Edwards is the dude. Who... This is for everyone who's un- uneducated, like myself. Please let him. Uh, people me. people tune in every week for our expert opinion on on newly drafted college players. Um, Carson Edwards is the dude who, um, he went on like a crazy, crazy tournament run for Purdue, um, mm-hmm. which I'd only ever heard about um, in sort of like a, in the way of legend or whatever. But uh, then I watched all of his highlights after we drafted him because of course that's really only when NBA fans care about college players. And um, the the dude is crazy. Like it's a hybrid of um, Isaiah Thomas, but with Russell Westbrook, uh, athleticism and intensity like he's shorter he's only six foot tall i think he's got a six six wingspan though but he's mm-hmm. just like he's like a mini shemi who can shoot like he's just jacked and just like gets to the hoop with ease and just has insane athleticism and pull up three shooting material and his highlights if you haven't watched them I highly recommend it like some of the most entertaining highlights i've ever seen particularly his late tournament run um okay. he just seems like he's just got such a motor that he's just going to come in and contribute in in one way or another. Yeah. Well, anyone who any guy who's like a spark plug is obviously good to have, particularly if he's going to be rec- rotation. Somebody can come in and just like immediately like energize and get the ball moving, particularly if he's like if he's ball dominant guard or anything like that. But um, no, look, I mean, if he, um, I, w- I would love to see all these guys, you know, get a run. Um, obviously, we have to be realistic with our expectations of um of how much we'll see of them. But um, again, of that press conference that I saw, the introductory one of all the rookies, I thought um. Uh, he wasn't saying much. He looked like he was a bit awkward being up there, but um, all the answers that he gave, were, again, were well-spoken and, um, and and some good things were, were saying there. So I think that's definitely a, 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 a common thread with a lot of the guys that the um, Celtics drafted. They're all, um, you know, reasonably intelligent, you know, dudes. Not a lot of, um, not a lot of idiots there. 
Not a lot of idiots that we draft. No. Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier may be the <laughs> exception. I don't think Terry Rozier is an idiot, but you know what I mean. It's just not, you know, you, you listen to how Grant Williams talks and listen to how he talks. It's, uh, not quite the same, but I think they're all, um, they're all bright dudes. Yeah, well, um, yeah, the, the the constant message, I guess, coming out of the draft seems to be that, like, we drafted all these high, high character guys. Um, mm. Whether or not that says much about the last season and some of the disappointments around you know, maybe the impact that some people's, maybe one in particular person's personality had on the on the locker room um, to go out and then draft like the antithesis of, of that person or persons. Um, yeah. It seems like it, it's a pretty sort of um, intentional pivot in another direction, which I am a fan of. Um, Tre- Tremont Waters. Uh, I, I'm with you on this one, Jackson. Don't know a lot about this guy. Knew that we would be talking about him, watched some highlights and did some reading before the podcast. Seems like as far as highlights go, pretty good. Um, there are some Isaiah Thomas vibes there as well. Um, watching his highlights, it, it seemed like he's a really good ball handler, has a great passing vision. And the one knock on him might be that um, his burst is lacking and that once he... I noticed this in the highlights. Like I said, they're meant to be favorable, but it was it was kind of noticeable that once he got past his initial defender, he didn't have that extra burst to the rim to beat the rotating defender, which might mm-hmm. explain why he went so deep in the draft and might be a red claw for the most of the year. Do you know anything about this guy at all? No. I'm going to fight. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Sorry. I think you Sorry. are in the majority Sorry, there. Tremont. So Sorry, Tremont, man. I, I'm, I'm a fan of you. I just don't know anything about you. But um, uh, Summer League is going to be um, telling. You know, I always kind of look forward to Summer League because it's the first taste of Celtics basketball in, in, a, in a while. But at the same time, it really doesn't mean a great deal. But it is a chance to check out the rookies and see what they can do. So the fact that we've got four guys here that... Um, well, five guys, sorry, that um, that we're all um, that we're all studying, and we all obviously have high expectations for. I'd love to see them all um, get some serious minutes and uh, impress in the summer league, and uh, I'll make up my mind as to which one I like better from there. I think. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much the the common pathway. And summer league, you know, that's what it's all about. It's about exhibiting these these new acquisitions and and allowing us to observe and, and make our own decision rather than just you know, watching highlights and, and, and making our decisions like like I admittedly have done so far. There was another guy, I was just trying to Google it as you were saying that, Jackson, that we picked up for the Summer League roster. It was like a deep, deep post-draft pickup, uh, an extension of the Taco Fall acquisition. But I, I'm, I'm sorry to this guy. I'm sure I'm sure you're listening. Uh, but sorry, I, I couldn't find your name, <laughs> but I'm sure uh, you're, you will make your name known. So props to you for, for making a Summer League roster. Um, Happy to have you on board. <laughs> yeah. So, who's likely to be a fan favorite out of all of these? Um, out of all of these picks, so we talked about who's likely to crack the rotation. Um, Jackson, based on everything we've talked about so far, who I feel like it's kind of obvious, but yeah, yeah. Grant Williams. I think for the reasons we said earlier, I think he's likable. I think he's intelligent. I think he's he's a big. We need big bodies. Um, and uh, the uh, the mean potential space time continuum nickname with uh, Time Lord is uh, is untouchable. So yeah, he's he's got the lead so far. Yeah, I agree with you there. A couple of other Reddit comments on the draft very quickly. User Amag Swag posted a Tom Habistro tweet saying, Carson Edwards on Grant Williams, quote, he's a good dude, man. Yesterday we were talking on FaceTime and I had just gotten into Boston and he was like, do you want to play games? And I'm like, dude, I just got here. And he's like, I play board games too, which uh, that's how I annoy all of my friends is just like come and hang out and play games. And they're like, no, like my wife or girlfriend wants me to do like real shit and not 
like waste time with you but i continually reach out to my friends and annoy, and annoy them in that way so um that that uh spoke to me as a as a loser <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's well even even losers can make the nba man so don't just don't despair yeah oh we've got that in common and <laughs> user tenub wrote on the draft ainge has taken three different types of gamble injured stud analytics darling and tournament bolter um, which is great. Surely one of them are going to work out, right? The, the draft always works out for Danny Age. So totally, I would, I would, I would add, I would add a fourth one in there too. Obs- obscure, foreign, gigantic body pick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> deep, deep reach. They've been, they've been, they've been trending. They've been trending lately. So yeah, why yeah. Not? Bowl, bowl, consolation prize. I guess. Oh man, bowl, bowl, Boban, Kristaps. Uh, who, who am I forgetting here? Giannis, I guess. If you want to stretch, you know? <laughs> sure. So, yeah, make the yeah. make the comparison. They're trendy, <laughs> trendy. Yeah, thumbs on seats. Uh, I want to get to free agency because that's kind of when we come back for our next episode. That that's going to be the next talking point. And mm-hmm. you know, between now and then, it's it's kind of this dark vacuum of time where there's you know we had the award show today, but it's, we haven't even got that slated to to discuss uh, on on this episode because of how boring it is. Um, so looking at free agency, there's a lot of names that have sort of come out of the woodwork there. Um, so the, I think the way we should look at it, are what are our positional needs? And to me, mm-hmm. point guard and, and big man really um, shine there. And it's easy to start with point guards because there's kind of less less names there. Um, Malcolm Brogdon is a big one. Uh, mm-hmm. Terry Rozier, uh, D'Angelo Russell, and then sort of like, Thomas Sadoransky and, and like smaller sort of fringe free agents. Sure. Out of those names, is there like who are you leaning towards? Like who would you like to sign and who do you think will be signed? If anyone? Um that's a good question actually. I um whoever we sign, I just hope it's the right personality and the right mentality for whatever kind of game Brad Stevens wants to play. Because I think obviously without hammering on about Kyrie too long, I think like the the um the there was a big there was a big divide between when you've got a star player who like is is very much central on themselves versus the team system which was brought us so much success uh, prior to that. But anyway, beside that, so I hope whoever we get is just someone who's going to like you know put the the team first. Um, and to be honest, like Brogdon's would be great, but I just wonder if 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 a backcourt of him and Smart or, or one is going to be the thing to go. It's probably it's probably going to be Rogier, isn't it? Because as much as sexy as as D'Angelo Russell is, I just I just I'm struggling to see how that's going to come about without trading a lot of our guys away or or doing something drastic, you know, despite the circumstances. So it's it's probably going to be Rogier, and um, I don't know how I feel about that. Part of me's like the guy who was in the playoffs last last season is still going to be in there somewhere, and maybe with Kyrie out and this and this like core squad together, maybe that's what it needs to come together. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, I just think about his last season. But you think about everyone's last season, it was terrible. So I don't know, man. I think I'm probably going to say Rozier. What about you? Yeah, Rozier is probably the logical choice given that we have his rights and like he has kind of. Um, when I say we have his rights, like obviously we have we have the the option to match anything that's offered yep. to him. Um, so hopefully no one stooges us there and offers him way too much because I think that we could probably get him on like an eight to ten per year contract, which is kind of mm-hmm. great if he does go back to who yeah. he was pre Kyrie. Um, if you, I mean, if you just quickly look at last year, like kind of touched on it, but everyone had a bad year except for mm. like Horford. 
Um, and so clearly there was like this systemic issue there. So it's not totally unreasonable to think that, I mean, we're kind of banking on that with Tatum, right? That he'll go back to who he was in the Eastern Conference yep. Finals in 2018, I think it was. Um, that's like a year ago. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's not unreasonable to think that if we're banking on that as far as Tatum is concerned, then we can do the same with Rogier now that maybe some of the, the poison has um, has been extracted. Um, D'Angelo Russell, yeah, like I just... I, that might cause similar issues to what Kyrie did in terms of too many mouths to feed. If we really want to go through the Jays and and Haywood, who I think like, we really need to put a lot of, um, of oomph behind... Of oomph, I can't think of a better word. The idea that he, he needs to put in some oomph. Yeah, <laughs> we need to believe in his. Yeah, oomph. so articulate on on this show. Um, that that he will come back and be kind of more pre-injury Hayward. Like we kind of have to believe in that. If if we weren't going to prior to this, now now is the time. And it's been like two years. Um, adding D'Lo to that, I just think kind of gives us some problems that we're unfortunately all too familiar with. Um, so. Br- Brogdon is a, is a favorite for me there because I feel like he kind of fits the bill personality-wise and, and what he can contribute defensively and offensively. But um, someone's probably going to... Why would the Bucks let him go, to be honest? Well, yeah, like someone's going to offer him too much and I don't think we're going to be able to reasonably match it and allow enough cup mm. sp- cap space for us to do other things. Um, yep. We should get to the big man very quickly. So um, is it sort of free agents and... and names that have come up in, in trade rumors as well. So Steven Adams is something that's come up on, on the sub and on Twitter uh, quite frequently. I'll just run through these. Julius Randle, Nikola Vucevic, Brooke Lopez, Marcus Morris, Mook Morris, Hassan Whiteside, who the Heat said um, they'd like to, they'd happily give up some assets in order to, to get rid of his contract. Thomas Bryant, who I love, and uh, we mentioned before Thomas Sadaransky, who <laughs> I've got here at the bottom of my list. He's not a big man, obviously, as a point guard, but um, yeah. is, a, is a good contributor uh, as a as a point guard off the bench. So, out of, mm. excluding Sadaransky, there, looking at the big men, it's a pretty glaring hole in our roster. Is there? Yeah. Like, what's the difference between who you hope for and who you think will probably get there? Well, what I hope for, if I'm completely honest, is for us to get Hassan Whiteside, <laughs> piss off whatever shit is has been is, is 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 causing him to have a bad attitude or whatever his main grievance is with Miami Heat, uh-huh. and go back to whatever two seasons ago was, where the guy was like almost averaging like ten blocks a game yeah. or something absurd like that. Like he was just it was it was ridiculous what he was doing, and they were so ready to like basically give him the keys to the franchise as the Heat, and then he just just went totally downhill. So what I would like is to get him back and make him as good as he could be. But what I think will happen um, is we probably will go for someone like Stephen Adams. I think his contract plays a big part in that too, in the in the fact that we have to pay him what twenty million dollars was it was it more than that for two years? But then beyond that, that's um that's a lot of money open. Um, he doesn't stretch the floor at all though, so I wonder if in Horford's absence we're going to look to um maintain that. Then, pardon me. Then Vucevic, Vucevic uh, Lopez, and I guess you got to say uh, Marcus Morris as well would feel that um, uh, there. And I'm just talking about everyone here, aren't I? I'm not really choosing anyone. <laughs> I, I guess, I guess, um, I guess getting Adams would be some uh, remedy to seeing uh, uh, our darling Aaron Baines uh, <laughs> no longer on the team now. A, a, a big memeable New Zealander would be uh, would actually be quite cool. It would be great to have Stephen Adams on the team, but um, yeah. 
Look, look, man. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. It's, it's going to purely depend on, on where they want to, on, on where they want to take the team, where Brad wants to take the team, what kind of basketball they want to play. Because yeah, you can, you could go one way with one of those guys, and you can go total another way with the others. So, I don't know. Yeah. So that's an in- interesting point where they want to go with the team. So like they've recently freed up a lot of cap space, and maybe there's been some bad optics around the Celtics as far as our ability to attract free agents and and those that we have not that Kyrie was a free agent uh, yeah. but Al was like they're they're kind of out I feel the like door that's now that's a bit overstated that's a media thing don't you reckon yeah i mean i hope so i want that yeah. to be the case but like what what are the Celtics up to they freed up space so are they just freeing up space for the sake of it to to shed salary for you know a, a potential signing down the line or do they plan to do something this off season and John Corrales had a really good point on his podcast, the Locked On Celtics podcast, earlier today. He basically said, if we were not planning on making some signings, why did we carefully rid ourselves of Bainesy's contract? Like, we could have just bought him out and eaten that money this year, but instead, uh, we traded him to Phoenix and essentially got them to buy him out and eat that salary instead. Why would we do that? if we weren't planning on on making some significant signings and, and reaching or exceeding the cap this year. So that's uh, mm. something spicy and exciting to look yeah. forward to. It would it would be weird if they didn't do anything, like they just freed up cap space for, for the sake of it. Like it feels, that feels safe. I feel like that would be, a, we, we need to kind of be a bit more proactive, I think, with, with some of our moves here if we want to keep up with the rest of the East. So um, I'd say definitely some signings are on the way. Yeah, I really like Julius Randle, but... At a power forward, like he's kind of undersized for a center and for, for Brad Stevens' offense, um, I don't know if it works because like, I feel like we'll see like Tatum and maybe once we sign our other free agents, we can re-sign Mook and, and go over the, the cap because of his bird rights. Um, Julius Randle at a four and a, as, a, as an undersized five doesn't make a lot of sense. Thomas Bryant, on the other hand, who is a restricted free agent, makes a lot of sense to me. He is a center and he has got an outside shot and he has a lot of the qualities that can fill the role of a of a five guy, a center in a Brad Stevens offense, um, mm-hmm. as opposed to Whiteside, who's obviously a real inside presence defensively, but doesn't offer much. Um, he's kind of unplayable in the playoffs and that kind of thing. I think Thomas Bryant um, would be a really spicy pickup there for the Celtics. Obviously Vucevic as well, but um, I don't know if giving him the amount of money he'll probably fetch out there on the market. I don't know if that kind of fits our timeline but um but we'll see mm. see how we go yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> good time else to add, no 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 my bad, my bad. all right um that's cool we're gonna take a very quick break and be back in a moment for the reddit recap Alright folks, welcome back. This is the Reddit recap. I'm going to start with a post by user Bonafide Six Car Monorail who posts Marcus Smart wins the 2019 NBA Hustle Award. Nice, um, Marcus. Yeah, now, yeah. So I promised earlier to you, Jackson, and the the listeners that we would not talk about the NBA Awards show, but you know, our boy Marcus Smart, he wins an award. You should probably <laughs> call it the Marcus Smart Award, the NBA Hustle Award a.k.a. the fill time for advertisements between now and the MVP announcement award. Marcus Smart won it. It kind of makes sense, <laughs> I think. I feel like it's almost like a runner-up prize to Depoy. Um, yeah. But yeah, if anyone was well, deserving, it's it's Marcus Smart. 
What the, I've never heard of this award before in my life. I think it's new. <laughs> it's yeah. I was gonna say who won it last year? Um, yeah, cool. What's it based on? Just, um, just general pure pure hustle. hustle. <laughs> pure hustle. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. No yeah. worries. Yeah. I mean, good good for Marcus Smart, man. I mean, the, he, I feel like he's been criminally uh, underrated like his whole career. But um, you know, defensive uh, uh, All NBA team this year and Hustle Award this year, he's getting some recognition. So yeah, awesome, Marcus. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just scrolling through the comments on the on the thread now, and user Siakam is overrated. Writes <laughs> and Siakam won MIP. So uh, anyway, writes awesome. Does anyone know how this is determined? Is it a player vote? Um, I don't think so. I think it's just like I don't know. They probably call Bill Simmons or something. Like who who exhibited the most hustle uh, throughout yeah. the season? Because it just seems like such an arbitrary. Um, sort of judgment to to make obviously everyone is exhibiting hustle in the nba so i don't know yeah. anyway i'm glad Mark they, could, they, could, they could play paper scissors rock between 10 or 7 10 or so <laughs> yeah. basketball personalities and whoever wins gets to choose <laughs> yeah i'd rather see that award played out live on stage just a, a jenkins yeah, tournament um <laughs> user Miguel wayne posted a tweet by brian robb uh and it's danny ainge quote i think it just makes life more enjoyable when everybody is humble, hardworking, and will play any role they have to to help the team succeed, you do have a certain amount of talent to win, as we all know. Sorry, you do have to have a certain amount of talent to win, as we all know. But good people makes coming to work more fun. <sighs> uh, mm. Throwing some shade there at uh, should we read into that? Read into <laughs> Let's that? read <laughs> directly into that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Good people makes coming to work more fun. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I wasn't um, linking that to Kyrie Irving at all until that last line. So um, that must be deliberate. To, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would think so. There's, there's quite a few. Just it makes life more enjoyable when more when everybody is humble and hardworking. I just, yeah, I don't know. Danny yeah. Ainge is like he's pretty subtle. He's obviously a, a real pro, a pro's pro, if you will. But um, that just seems like a little bit of a pointed comment there towards maybe Kyrie Irving yeah yeah could be could be all right moving right along user mkg and kemba fan okay all right mkg and kemba fan uh it's a, pretty well to pronounce that yeah. I'm laughing I was like, Come on. <laughs> do these things live uh it's a woes tweet the celtics are hiring fairmount wv state coach joe mazula as an assistant coach, league sources tell ESPN, Missoula made a strong impression with the Celtics G League staff before returning to college two years ago. He played for John Balian at WVU. Jackson, as uh, a resident Celtics basketball expert, tell us everything you know about Joe Missoula. So Joe Mazzola or Muzzy, as I like to call him, uh, he goes back to his uh, his college days playing for... I have no idea. I have no idea about this. I remember reading this briefly and... Um, and forgetting everything about it, I only remember that I that I read it. Um, so yeah, my bad on that one. But um, hey, if he's uh, if he's part of the Celtics, then uh, I'm, I'm all for. That's it. exactly Good right. It's exactly Good right. Good on you, Joe Muzzy. Um, so I, I did a little bit of reading just to have something to say about this because it is news in this weird weird time before free agency. And you know, whatever, like he's got a college career and he's coached for the Red Claws. The interesting fact is that he's only 30 years old. Um, oh, okay. I'm in my early 30s. I certainly don't feel like I could lead or even assistant lead anyone or anything. Yeah. So a 30-year-old assistant NBA coach to Brad Stevens um, is, is kind of interesting. I, do you think that they're given the locker room issues last year? Like, is it possible that the 
like the dork to cool guy ratio was so out of Brad Stevens' favor last year that we needed to hire this like hip, young, like cool dude to help out. Uh, potentially, <laughs> it's maybe I, um, a reach. I don't. I wouldn't know anything about if he's hip or cool. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's certainly young. I was gonna say. Um, that that seems absurdly young, but then I'm just running through the roster in my head, and I, I think other than Marcus Morris, I, I think he's older than everyone, assuming that Horford's not coming back. Uh, I think he, yeah, I think he's even older than Marcus Morris, right? Like he only just is he really? Yeah, oh, shit. Okay, yeah. Well, there you go. Well, he's well, he's, he's senior in that respect, but um, yeah, that's absurd. I mean, I mean, Brad Stevens is still pretty young for an NBA coach, and certainly you know five six years ago when he started, he was obviously even younger. So you know, yeah. maybe they're going down the you know the youthful exuberance. Maybe it's just an all around youth movement we're going for. It seems. I like it. I look forward to seeing his, uh, yeah, his youthful glow on the bench soon. I guess in summer league or whatever, which is which is coming up. By the way, um, we did a, a mapping out the offseason podcast just after the the playoffs ended. Completely failed to mention summer league. Um, my bad, I suppose. But that that's a huge stretch of time that will uh, fill your days as someone who is you know missing basketball in general and the NBA and stuff like that. And um, by all accounts, it looks like we're going to have a very, very exciting summer league squad. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're playing the Sixers, the Cavs, the usual and, and, and whatnot. I don't really care who we're playing. But, yeah, no, it's going to be good to see the guys, the new boys out there. Yeah. They're all... I just want to see the young guys get out in the court and, uh, and do their thing. All right, I think, uh, I mean, there's not really much else going on out there in uh, Celtics land. We continue to, to put out these podcasts because, um, much to my delight, Celtics Reddit continues to tick over, and every time I refresh uh, slash new, there's more content for me to, to pour over there. So thank you to all your uh, you Celtics Redditors for, um, for keeping my life interesting, not to be melodramatic. And mine too. And mine too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jackson, any, any, uh, um, any thoughts or anything you want to add before we, before we wrap this one up? I kind of just want to get. I kind of just want free agency to start already. I'm sick of the. I'm yeah. sick of the speculation, and I just want that. The first day of free agency is always so good because there's like 20 deals that just come at you like like that. So I'm oh, I'm looking forward to that, man. Other than that, I'm happy for the new guys. I'm happy for uh, for Joe Mazzulla to be a part of the team and everything like that. And uh, yeah, just uh, enjoy the calm before the storm, I guess. Yeah, welcome, Mazzy. We uh, we love you, mate. Glad to have you on board. <laughs> uh, and and free agency starting at 6 p.m. now on June the 30th. So that's like. Okay quite early in the morning on July 1st for us in, in this quadrant of the world. Um, so that's like a wake up, check Reddit, immediately get free agency news kind of thing. So um, yeah, I might set my alarm, be ready for it. Yeah, maybe an emergency podcast. Um, we'll <laughs> Five in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah we've, we've done yeah. it before. Um, yeah, we have indeed. <laughs> all right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Celtics Reddit podcast. Thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll be back right after the beginning of free agency to discuss whatever happens there. Jackson, any suggestions on how to pass the time between now and then? I could, but I probably shouldn't say it to the impressionable children on, um, on Reddit. <laughs> Read lots of books. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Study. And, and, watch, and watch Taco Fall highlights. Study there you hard. go. There's, there's, there's months sorted for you. Use your imagination, folks. All right, folks, sending good vibes to Danny Ainge in the front office ahead of free agency. Go Celtics. Peace.